0: Excited because with me I have Lucas from Laserbeam, and we just played the song "Lost in Oblivion" off of the self-titled album "Lost in Oblivion," uh, which uh, I listened to, and I am um, man, I, I'm really taken back by this album. Such a good album. I, you know what? I, I'm really taken back with the first song is always the most important song in every album because that kicks everything off. And uh, I really enjoyed the first song on that album to just really kick off, um, you know, Lost in Oblivion, which was Sorry for the Heartache. Was that hard for you to choose, you know, the first song to kick it off with?
1: I don't know. I have like every possible imagination of you know combos that you could chose, and then I basically just rolled a set of dice, and that's how they landed. Um, cause I liked them all, but at the same, for that point that you brought up, yeah, you need to set the tone of the album and that this album was really chill and really, uh, smoke a bunch of weed and just kick back in a dark room or whatever. And just, just, you know, kick back. So that's kind of the, the vibe of the album and that song kind of fit perfectly. That was the last song that I actually recorded and, um, I don't know. It was really uh, light-hearted, I guess, and like really poppy. And so I was like, I kind of wanted to start with all the pop songs and get that out of the way, and then get a little more evil because I'm a little more of an evil person.
0: For more information on Laser Beam, make sure to go check them out: laserbeam.bandcamp.com. And of course, I'm going to have a bunch of uh, other links to provide for you. So go ahead and log on to entertheshell.com for all that information. Uh, um, right now, are are you in a van?
1: So I'm in. A, I'm a bus driver, so I'm in my bus right now.
0: The, does driving help you just kind of calm down, or do you um, often think about like lyrics? You know, while you're driving.
1: Um, yeah, that's actually a really good point. So for me, I used to go to work in a kitchen, and that was a great area for being creative. Um, you can just walk into the, the walking freezer or fridge and just sing into your phone and sing up some lyrics real fast or a melody or go back out back when you're washing all the mats and you're cleaning shit or you hear the, uh, the dishwasher spinning on a certain <laughs> rhythm and you make a little rhythm out of it. Like, but with the bus, it's like, you kind of have to focus on driving. So this is kind of more of a means for, for money for me at the moment. It was kind of like a, yeah, I can't be washing dishes forever, so I need something that pays a little more, so. <laughs> but the mid part of the day is good for being creative, like right now. Like, I, my dad has a studio across the street too in San Jose. Sometimes I go over there and we'll make music on, like, literally I just come to work and make music, you know what I mean? And then I go home to my studio and then I make more music, like. <laughs> yeah. So, it's
0: kinda. I, I, I was looking into um, you know how you created this album, and it, for the most part it said that most of it was recorded in a bus,
1: yeah, in my van. so I have a lot of experience with like boss um, it's like a bR series like digital recorder like the old they're about this big they have like eight to twelve tracks depending on the model. And, uh, I, my dad gave me one when I was like 12 or 13, he was like, here, I, you know, I don't really know how to use this. So you can have this thing or whatever. He's a musician too. And, um, I've used that like till I was like 18 and then I started recording in real studios with, with this, uh, really cool guy, Chris Hughes, who's a producer. And he did also help me with this, uh, Lost in Oblivion album. But this album, I kind of wanted to have like a really, um, really digital, like fake, like I don't know. I was listening to a lot of a lot of just homegrown stuff, and like I kind of liked the whole demo, like sound where it's not perfect, and I don't know. But at the same time, I wanted it to be as as perfect as I could make it. But so I got a computer, and I got a. I got a digital audio workstation and, um, I learned that for a little bit. And then, um, I, I lived in a bus for a long time in Jerome, Arizona in a parking lot. And, uh, every night after work, I just play music and dabble with like that digital audio workstation. I used FL studio and then I kind of got more serious about it. And I had all these ideas and pieces that were on the computer already. And, um, Ended up like me and my girlfriend traveled for a few weeks, and then had some more songs and ideas, and then and then I finished them off at my mom's house. Like I got a nice set of speakers to like mix and mas- master, <laughs> mix and master them. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, a few of the songs I gave to Chris to help work with because uh, he got them sounding really good. He did "Skate on by," "Derelict," and uh, "Lower Your Guns." and we did some other versions too that i just i just preferred my way because sometimes as an artist like um the producer's way may be better technically but i just really like the dirty nasty gross version that i made and i thought that one that's should showed more of me than the really nice one so
0: i saw some video of you uh, performing it was like a it was like solar something it was like a solar concert Um, yeah solar van
1: saturdays in berkeley this guy lee does them every saturday and it's awesome
0: yeah yeah but uh i noticed that it was just you pretty much with the looping pedal
1: yeah so sometimes i do that um i just moved here a few months ago like i said i'm kind of a loner it's kind of hard to um i typically play with my dad on bass and i just call him he's like he's like that he's the biggest supporting musician that I've ever played with because it doesn't matter where I am or where he is. If I call him be like, dude, I need someone to play bass, he he's there, you know. He's just always in it for the music, which is the coolest thing ever. And, um, but it took us a minute to find a drummer. We found a really cool drummer. Um, we played a really great show with him in San Jose in November. And then we took a little holiday break. And now... I'm working with two other musicians to join us as well. So it's just taking time to get everybody in the meantime, you know, over holidays and stuff when they asked uh solar van asked me to play, I'm like, well, our, you know, our band isn't really here and it would just be me and my dad. And then he was struggling to, we were both just struggling to make it work with the loop pedal. And I was like, I'll just do it myself. Like (laughs) it's cool so it's just a little y'all just play random tunes that i come up with that morning or play some of the songs you know like i play lost oblivion or some of the setless songs like
0: yeah yeah i I tried looping uh for a bit i i bought a looping pedal and it's tough (laughs) it it, it was uh it was really tough because you know you got to follow kind of that same pattern uh, the entire time and to do that and then to just keep in rhythm with yourself and to, you know, try to create some other stuff. Uh, for me it was challenging, uh, personally. So I admire people that can really, um, you know, play the looping pedal and, uh, kind of get along with it. Are, are you a gambling man? No, I'm not a gambling man.
1: I, I, I tend to lose a lot, <laughs> which is why I stay away from people and gambling. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I find it ironic because this album, which you can get out now uh, and go ahead and head on over to the Bandcamp camp, laserbeam.bandcamp.com, is a complete 180 from your first album. To me, that seems like a very gambling, risky move.
1: Oh, yeah. See, I, th- I think I have ADHD and I'm bipolar. So every day I wake up in a different mood. And I create different music every day. And music is my outlet for everything, especially now that I can't smoke weed anymore with this DOT federal job. So it's like I feel like kind of boxed in. So music is even a, a bigger outlet right now. And I'm actually working on this album right now that has a lot of, like, country influence as well. See, the, I've always wanted to make an album – like queens of the stone ages first album and that's what that pink self-titled one was you know and then my second album lost in oblivion um i i go home and what i play personally myself is lost in oblivion type stuff where it's just mellow it's really melodic and like um just melodic stuff like kind of uh repetitive like a lot of um I know there's not a lot of like guitar work in it. Like it's more synthesizer based and like drum machine based, but like I don't know, I just mess around on the guitar so much and it's so much fun for me. But like this next album that I'm going to promise that's coming out, it's again, it's a hundred and eighty degree turn. It's just laser beam is just a moniker, you know. Right. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean that I'm gonna do another rock album or I'm gonna do another It's going to be whatever I choose and wake up that day, you know, like there is no
0: rhyme or reason. i got to ask you, lastly, because you are in San Francisco, um, I heard that you were a Niners fan and wanted to get your, your thoughts on the season about the 49ers.
1: I love the 49ers, man. Like, I've been a fan since I was a little kid, and they've sucked since I was a little kid. I was born in 1995, so I just missed that window of them winning a Super Bowl. So my whole life I've been waiting for that moment. And, yeah, so we had a good run about a decade ago, Jim Harbaugh years, and didn't get it done. Then Shanahan came along, and I think, like, 18 and 19 was a really good year for us. We even went to the Super Bowl. Lost the Chiefs. Bummer. But whatever. I knew that our team was going to be strong. Then we lost Jimmy G, like a big old, you know, he's he's injured a lot. And then I had that horrible year with, like, Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard. It's like, <laughs> that was rough, you know. And then this year, the best team I think we've had since the 90s for sure. Like, we were stacked, man. Depot, IU, Christian McCaffrey, Bosa, Fred Warner, a uh, bunch of new guys like Hufanga, Travaris Ward. Like, I could keep going, you know, <laughs> Trent Williams. But to have it end like that is—I told all of all of my close friends, and now you—that I feel like it was watching a really good friend get um, get like beat up like, in front of you, you know, like, or just, like, on video. Like, one of those ISIS beheading videos. There's (laughs) nothing you could do about it, man. Like, you know, six plays in and in the game is pretty much over from that UCL tear. I have had the same injury with my elbow. So I broke my elbow and, like, big old, big old thing. Takes a long time for it to heal. So I knew that he was going to have some trouble as soon as they mentioned elbow injury and then there's this cool doctor guy on youtube that does breakdowns mid-game he's like this is exactly what happened it's a ucl tear and yeah so that was a really horrible way to end especially uh, my girlfriend's family is from philly so they gave me a lot of crap and yeah it was humiliating (laughs) (laughs) sucked man
0: (laughs) well i I gotta tell you I'm, i'm a charger fan so, I mean, my loss I thought was a little bit more humiliating when you're up and then second half comes and all of a sudden you lose the game. So, uh, I, I, I totally feel you and, uh, to- totally understand, uh, you know, all, all the, uh, the trauma that comes with liking a team.
1: <laughs> yeah. No kidding, man. Yeah. Chargers got it rough too. Our other drummer, Pappy has, he's a, he's from San Diego. So he's like, Padres, Chargers, you know, we're, yeah. we're always, we're sports nerds. Like this <laughs> band is sports nerds too, but he's got it rough for sure. You guys have it rough too, yeah. <laughs> so I shouldn't complain.
0: <laughs> well, good talking shop with you. And uh, again, uh, I highly recommend you guys check out this album, download it and buy it from Bandcamp, uh, laserbeam.bandcamp.com listen to it, buy it, you know, help Lucas out if you can. That would be uh, really appreciative. Uh, lastly, we are going to leave with the song Vultures. And if you could tell me just uh, a real quick tidbit about this song.
1: Well, it was an old song that I have redid like three times. And then this this one's cool because I was like, oh, I'm going to write this in a key. I don't typically like choose a key. I just right from my ear but um yeah and i was heavily inspired by iggy pop's post-pop depression there's a song in there called vultures 2 and josh holmes guitar playing on that album It, it heavily inspired this album and the sound of that and um i guess that's it
0: cool uh again the album that you are going to absolutely love is called lost in oblivion my guest has been lucas french and again go check out laser beam at laserbeam.bandcamp.com and for more information on the band any links uh make sure to log on to entertheshell.com. any thoughts that are
2: playing
0: And that was Vultures off of Lost in Oblivion. And um, my guest, Lucas, from Laserbeam, has been so kind enough uh, to let us play one more song. And this is going to be Derelict. And he did this with um, uh, somebody else. He did this with Patron. Um, And if you could just talk to me about this, because you're not really singing on this. It's it's mainly him in the vocals. What made you decide to take on kind of that aspect of, of the song?
1: Well, my goal with this album was to collaborate more with other uh, people since um, since all my music so far in my life, all three albums have been alone. It's all just been me. And I want to uh, play with other people because I'm, I'm a fan of so many other people's music. And I feel like I, I don't know, I just never gave myself the opportunity to work with other people. So, um, I discovered this guy when I was really sick in 2020 and my buddy dust, he sent me uh, a text. He's like, Hey, check out Patron. I was so sick and, and I saw it and I must forgot about it. And then weeks later I text him. I'm like, dude, you got to check out this guy Patron. (laughs) And he's like, dude, I told you about him like two months ago, you know? And, uh, so, anyways, I'm listening to his old stuff, his new stuff, everything that I find, I'm digging. And I and I was like nervous, you know. I sent him a friend request on Facebook. I was like, "Oh, there he is!" So I sent him a friend request. And he accepted it. And I was like, "Dude, that's so sick. that's awesome!" Like, <laughs> he accepted it. And then um I saw that he was working with Alan Johannes and like Joey Castillo and Nick Oliveri and I'm like, "Like, fuck, dude, I want to work with this guy!" Like, you know, like there's that saying: surround yourself with greatness and greatness will come. <laughs> so they say, but, um, yeah. So I sent him an email because I, I told my girlfriend, I wanted to work with him on a song. I was like, dude, I have this song that would be so cool for him to sing. That I was already done and I had my vocals on it and everything. And I was like, fuck. I was like, I should get him. To-. And I was like, nah, he's not going to work with me. Whatever. You know, typically a big art, Artists from across the bay in Berkeley, I'll text them over Instagram and be like, hey, you guys sound great. No reply. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All the time. 90% of the time, no reply. But I text this guy, uh, Lo, Lo Patron. That's what I know him as. I, I sent him an email, just cold email. Like, hey, man, love your music or whatever, blah, 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 blah. Uh, would you like to sing on the song? And then he sure enough, like a week later he replied. He's like, Yeah, I took a listen. He's like, It's pretty cool, man. He's like, I would love to. I was like, No way, dude. Are you serious? That was <laughs> that.
0: That's great. So. Man, that what what uh, what a great time, you know, and uh for that to happen. Really, you know, made the song. Um, and it's it's such like a, a dark, heavy track too it, it just sounds really cool um it was funny because i was listening to it i was like man this, this i'm like this could be a stripper song <laughs> I was like, this, this
1: yeah you know i've gotten that a few times like kind of like sleazy uh got that with um i have i have an alternate take of an old song take me home too and the original take me home which i both have been told that have been played in, like, the local strip club, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> one of our old um, players, like, girlfriends, was, uh, was a stripper, and they would play it in there. And they're like, dude, the song kills in here. And I'm like, what the hell? You know, <laughs> all day yet, like, it's pretty cool. But, um, yeah, it's definitely a stripper vibes. Like, it's for low-life people. Um, no, no offense to um, strippers for being low-lifes, I mean... I'm pretty bottom of the barrel as they come. So right there with you. But no, like, um yeah, that song was really cool. The first time I heard it with his vocals on, um, I cried. Uh, tears of joy. Like, it was really cool. Is the most, it's my most uh, prized possession, I could say, is that track. Because I look up to that guy, you know, he's like a, he's just another person, but, um, to me, I look up to him, and like someday, hopefully, I, I could have a voice that sensual.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Uh, so, for more information um, about the album Lost in Oblivion, make sure to go check out laserbeam.bandcamp.com. If your
3: soul's empty, dark and gray, you're more than welcome. So take the trip so far away. Just hop aboard. We leave today. Yeah